Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I'm joined by special guest Justin Jackson, co-founder of Media Boat Productions. The art and the quality coming from this production company is, I will say, it is up there. I came across it when they did a mini doc, uh, a part of a series that uh, covered one of our former guests, Drace. And with that... um, not only did it inspire me, but it it motivated me in the sense of we have to, as content creators and all such, we have to push to to strive to get the best out of what we do. So uh, we reached out, he answered, and today here he is. So without further ado, how you doing, Justin? What's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm just blessed to be here today with you, man. Hey, man. You know, like, honestly, like, I've got to know you um, in the past couple months. Right. Um, and you just all around great guy, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. You too. You too. And yeah. I just I, I just feel really fortunate to be on this podcast. Y'all have had a lot of great guests and making waves in the city. And to be asked to come here is uh, is real special to me. So I really appreciate it. For sure, man. Um, you know, I, I had to reach out that uh, that that series that you do. Uh, what is it called? It's called Shocking Stories. Shocking Stories. Shocking that, stories. that series is. Let me tell you, man. It's creme de la creme. When we talked on the phone that yep. day, uh, when I first reached out, you know, I I really was heavy on that because I was like, "Whoa, man, you you guys got it. You guys got <laughs> hey, it, man. We're just trying to work and and." find ways to better our storytelling abilities. And uh, that's one way that we do with shocking stories. You know, it's just like an in-house production, something we put on about, you know, someone or something that we really feel passionate about. And um, yeah, it's just been, it's been a great learning process for us and figuring out our process and documentary storytelling. Um, And, you know, fortunately we've got some really cool people that we've been able to work with uh, on it and tell some cool stories. So it's been, it's been legit. Awesome. Well, um, you know, with that, let's let's jump let's jump in. Let's go. All right. So where were you born? I was born in Asheville, North Carolina in the mountains. So I'm a I'm a country boy living up in the in the Midwest now. Um yeah, a little little town in the mountains. It's a you know, tourist type town. A lot yes. of people come to visit and I was fortunate enough to grow up there and never realized how cool it was until I go back now to visit. Man. How yeah. was childhood? Childhood was great, man. I was very fortunate to, you know, live in a place and and just get to experience a lot of things and be around a lot of different types of people. Yeah. A lot of people think, well, you live in the country, but uh, we had a very diverse area and school set, um, school district that I went to, and um, yeah, just love love me some mountain air, man. Man, I I, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, but like, I, I was born in the South Bronx. I was there for six months. Moved to Milwaukee. Always been back and forth, got love, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I got to love the East Coast, but that's more, that's more, is that considered down South? Yeah, it's considered South. I'd say anything like Virginia down is like the South. Me and my family went to Virginia this past summer. I think the lines are really drawn with like the Civil War kind of stuff and, you know, some of those battlegrounds, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm from the South, I'm, you know, South of, you know. For sure. So uh, what were hobbies of yours growing up? Hobbies of mine growing up, um, playing baseball, playing video games, learning about World War II. 
Yeah. Um, World War II was a big thing for me, man. Yeah. Like I I had this one teacher, Mr. Richards. He let me go into this little little room. I was I was the attention getter. So uh he figured out a way. He worked with me to figure out how to get the best out of me and it was putting me I asked for it, but like being in a desk watching videos on World War II Man. and taking notes. Love it. You had a yeah. summer where it was a World War II summer on the History Channel, and all I did was play baseball, yeah. come home, watch World War II for like two, three months straight. Yeah. And this, I was probably like 12. And uh, my father had taken me to see Saving Private Ryan when it came out. I was mm -hmm. like way too young to be seeing that, but it like just made an impression in my brain. And I've followed closely all movies and docs that have come out for World War II, and it's just something think one day I would love to mm -hmm. embark on like a, a, a film around that. But um, yeah, we got to get there. We gotta yeah. Get there first. Well, it's always cool. What sports were you into? So always into baseball. Um, and we'll dive a little bit more into that later. But basketball as well. Played basketball uh, a little bit when I was youth. Then got to play in high school for a little bit. But I had to make some decisions to put that down so I could focus on baseball later on in high school. Okay. What would you say as far as uh, passion? I, I know video, obviously, mm -hmm. is, is a passion. Of yeah, yours. nowadays, yeah. But what was your first passion? My first passion was baseball, man. Baseball. All right, yeah. let's dive into that. Let's go. So uh, first love, first. baseball. When was the first time you picked up a baseball? So a little interesting tidbit is my father, Chuck Jackson, he played uh, in the major leagues uh, 13 years professionally, so... Baseball was kind of always in my blood. Say it. DNA. DNA. <laughs> it was in my dinner. Did uh um yeah, so I always just was like around the game, grew up in the clubhouse, grew up playing. Um, so it was just part of me for a long time. Yeah. You know, until I was twenty six, twenty seven. Wow. Yeah, around that age. And um yeah, I was just fortunate enough to take a journey in baseball that's led me to so many amazing places and just getting to meet so many great people and travel. And um, I'll tell you a little more, but I was fortunate enough to get drafted to the, you know, to the yep. MLB and um, as a first round pick. And it was just like, just first a, round. Yeah, I went first round supplemental, which is 45th overall. Because, hey, yeah. First round. With the Blue Jays in 07. And, you know, that was just like an amazing journey to get to go through that. Yeah. And through, through a lot of different things, you know, fell into, you know, what I'm doing now. But that was a whole nother part of my life that I really haven't talked much about. And I felt like, you know, I've been laying, lying into it a little bit yeah. more lately. And just because it's important for us to learn how to tell our stories. It makes us a better sure. storytellers as well with, with what I do with filmmaking, you know. So, yeah. Well, I, man, I, I tell you, uh, doing this, this platform has been therapeutic. In many forms, um, we do have to remember what we come from and hone in on that, you know. So baseball was obviously a, a big part of your life. Who were yeah. players you idolized? There's one that stands out, Derek Jeter. Oh, man, the captain. The captain, man. The fucking captain. Yeah, he was, I mean, I was obsessed with everything Derek Jeter growing up. Bought a Derek Jeter book at a book fair, just... I was born in the South Bronx, bro. I, I told you I was you born really, in New York. Yeah, I was man. about to ask you right after that. I know you got to be a Yankees guy. Yeah, I got love for the Brewers and the Yankees. Yeah, it's all um, good. Me yeah, too. man. They, I love the. I grew up as a Yankee fan. Um, I mean, our childhood, we had 
the golden era. Oh, dude, you, you had. I mean? So, I mean, on the Yankees, Andy Pettit, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Scott Brocious. I could go yeah. on all day, bro. Roger um, Clemens. Just, yep. Roger Clemens, man. Bernie Williams. Paul Martinez. Yeah. Jorge Posada. Bro, yeah. let's stop. Yeah, we could go all day. But, um, yeah, that was a magical thing. And um, I got very lucky and was able to meet Derek. Mm -hmm. Mr. Jeter, I called him when I met him. I was 18. and Oh, you met him? I met him. I went, oh, I was on awesome. a draft workout um, here in Chicago, actually, for the White Sox. And uh, I came up two days prior to the draft. They had they hosted me, allowed me to go out and uh, practice with the team, take batting practice, and they were playing the Yankees. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I got to, got to meet him, shook his hand, and called him Mr. Jeter. And he, like... <laughs> You know, it's just, it's just the it was the most afraid I've ever been to speak to a person, and I've never been starstruck ever since then because it really doesn't yeah. get much bigger than that for me. Do you remember when you you started baseball? When you realized that this was something you were, you had it, you had yeah. the sauce. Having a father that played, it was like expected in a way. So that brought a little pressure from one aspect, but I knew I had the. You know, I'd have the tutelage and the ability. I just had to put the work in. Yeah. And I've taken that kind of mindset on everything that I've done ever since I was playing baseball. And just knowing that if you become a student of the game, you put the hours in and you're just hungry, it's going to work out for you. And um, so early on, my parents kind of instilled that mentality into me. So I, I kind of felt that I had an opportunity, but it really turned the corner for me probably like sophomore year of high school. I uh, started doing some more nationally um followed type tournaments and had some success and you know the yeah the beast starts then you know and the, the recruiting sure. process kind of turns up but that was the first time i realized like all right this is real let me you know and that's kind of when basketball mm -hmm. got put down and we just like went all in on yeah, baseball. what were achievements you reached before you went pro yeah for sure the biggest one was getting to play for team usa oh yeah the junior national team my boy out here just with the accolades. Yes, sir. <laughs> boy, you silly, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to I got to go to Cuba. Oh wow. And play in uh play in Cuba, took took the silver medal. We lost to South Korea. Uh, uh tough game, but uh something very interesting. We played Cuba in Cuba and cleared benches four times. We were a bunch of dumbasses. Oh my god! It was it was one of the most exhilarating things I've ever been a part Fidel of. Fidel didn't come down. <laughs> I did meet. I met Fidel's son though. Oh wow! Yeah, after a game, he uh, came and talked to us, and that was very interesting. Yeah, man. We smuggled some cigars back in. Don't tell. Hey, me. Yeah, them Cubans. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was. Yeah, that was a great great moment. Something I look back on now and. Um, I have a ball at home that's signed by everyone that played on the team, and there's, I mean, there's dudes. Yeah. You know, Freddie Freeman was on my team, Mike Moustakis. Moustakis? Uh, Moustakis, yeah. Some boys. Boys! Dudes, yeah. So it was always uh, Matt Harvey, one of your New York guys. Yeah. He was out, down there with us. So it was just really, really great experience, and we were all young and knew nothing, you know, at that point. So Look at you, dude. There is a secret gem here in Milwaukee right here. Man, I'm just low-key. I'm just a dad now, now, man. Uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, you were drafted first round. What were those emotions when you, when that phone call came in? Dude, it was it was nuts, man. All the work you put in was able to you were able to share that with family and friends, and uh, we had a very interesting situation because my year was the first year it was ever televised. Yeah, 
prior to that, it was like a phone call. Everyone would listen in. They'd read off your like scout number mm-hmm. and then say selected, say your name. So everybody just kind of listened and it was like rapid mm-hmm. fire. You know, they had yeah. five picks every minute or something. So we go on TV that first year. It was like two hours per pick. And I was slotted to go anywhere around 23, 24 to whatever. And I ended up going 45, so my party was like four hours long. And it was just like stress, man. And everybody was like, oh, every second, oh, the news left, all of that. But um, it was still one of the best days of my life. I got to share it with family, and um, it's just one of those things that you can never really explain that feeling, you know? Yeah, man, it's like... I honestly for me um it was when I first started this I had a room full of I did like the introduction I dropped I was dropping this this commercial and it was basically going to show the world what I've been working on right, right. and having my family there really my 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 aces yeah. I'll, I'll put it like that um in that moment you know what I mean to see everyone around me supporting right. what I'm doing and just more of a, you know, it's, you you can't, those type of moments, yeah. they mean more and they'll always speak more volume. Right. So I, I well, those def- are the, those are the folks that are living through the ups and downs of it with you and exactly. sacrificing. And, mm-hmm. and when you get to do something special and bring people along, it's just, it's an amazing feeling. And, yeah. and you can test that with this, you know, for sure. So how was, how was the MLB experience? Because, I mean, you yeah. you were in there for how many years? Yeah, so I played 10 years professionally in the minors. Um, it's a grind. It's hard, man. You yeah. go April to September, sometimes October, every day with one or two to off days a month. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So for me, it, the grind continued for a long time, and it got to a point where I was just like, okay, I'm ready to kind of settle down. Me and my wife, we were, we were dating at the time, and it was like, let's yeah. – it's time for us to take the step in our life. And um, so I finally was like, all right, I'm going to move to Milwaukee. We'll take mm-hmm. that step in our relationship. And then I was like, mm, I got a closet. I got a, a lady at home, beautiful yeah, lady at for home. Sure. We got home cooked meals. It might be time to shut it down. You know, shut tired of the hotels, man. Well, priorities come into play. Um, I can attest to how you feel. Yeah, I was, I was a bartender. Not that it's on the level of what you were doing, but uh, bartender. I made I made great money bartending just because of my personality and just where I, it was the location was. Yeah. But um, when I got serious with my wife, it was kind of walking away from that. It's yeah. uh, you decide it, what was important. Right? Exactly, yeah. you know what I mean. It's it's one of the best decisions I ever made, and I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Absolutely. So um, now you leave the the major leagues. You know that's an experience, ups downs. You got through it. It taught you a lot about yourself, yeah. uh, perseverance, dedication, just uh, endurance of drive. You know, yeah. what inspired videography? Yeah. So, my last season that I got to play um, in 2016. So I let me or rewind just a yeah, year yeah, before yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. So a year before that, I was with the Braves and had a three one of the worst three days of my life. I lost a best friend. Oh, in, a, in a plane crash crazy thing my boy phil shout out phil love you man two days later our bus was in a bus wreck oh my god bro yeah tough tough couple days yeah and we no one was killed or anything we had some serious injuries and i was blessed to have a little scratch on my knee 
And I was, our bus went sideways and my window was against the ground and we almost hit a railroad tile. Like we were blessed to survive. Oh my God, bro. Yeah. And the next year season shows up, I'm not getting calls back from teams. So it's either go play independent ball or Mm -hmm. shut it down. And I was ready to be done. So I called my pops and I basically was on the phone in tears. Like I'm done done man i'm not doing this and we just talked about it he says i I think you need one more year there's something that's telling me that you need to go out the way you want to go out And i was like man i don't know about that man i'm done i was having anxiety didn't want to travel getting on a bus again was like hell no right yeah and um so i did it in the mode of making that decision i'm like well what's next if this is it for me what's next and the easy answer was coaching yeah teaching baseball getting into that world so i've always been a creative person make you know editing photos or we'd be doing dumb skits in the clubhouse i put on instagram back in the day so i was like well i'm gonna buy a camera and just start a baseball youtube and start speaking about my first video ever was about count leverage which is you know basically what count the hitters in how do the percentages play in hitters favor pitchers favor just for sure very simple maybe complex but simple topic for me and then, like, three videos in, I started vlogging. I was like, man, this is fun. This, this is, is fun. And was very lucky to – I went to uh, the Lancaster Barnstormers, and they were all about allowing me to vlog during the season. Oh, wow. Bring my camera in the clubhouse, take it on the field during practice, things like that. So I just leaned all into it and made a uh, documentary or a vlog series called Ball is Life. Mm-hmm. And I did weekly videos of me just traveling and playing. I, at the same time, every week I'm learning a new skill and focusing on let me implement this in and try this and do this. I started editing on an iPad. Then I was like, dang, that's not going to last yeah. long. So I bought a computer and just started that down that road. And by the end of the season, I had started to amass some following and just that passion. I just freaking loved it. You yeah. Know? Up all night learning and. Just mm-hmm. like last thing I'm thinking about, first thing I think about when I wake up, just was filmmaking and just yeah. creating. And it started to heal my anxiety that I was having. Having It started to heal that like fear of what was coming after my career. Yeah. Because I knew, I just, I knew like this was something that was giving me peace. It was there. It was there, but you know, I never knew how to obtain it or have a company or any of that stuff. Like I had no clue how mm-hmm. that was going to happen, but I just knew I loved it. So I was going to dive into it the way that I can. And For sure. And that was just kind of the first step into it. And then I moved to Milwaukee and um, and decided to be done with baseball. And, you know, there was some bumps in the road along that, trying to get into that right path and figure it out. And then, you know, that was 2016. It took until 2020 for me to, like, get a full-time job mm-hmm. as a filmmaker or as a videographer at that time. Yeah. So it, it took a while, but it was always in the trajectory, you know. Worked some odd jobs along the way, truck, gotcha. trucking logistics, Get sure. cussed out on the phone and all that. <laughs> what type of uh, educate education plays a part with this? You right. know, man, I've been, um, I've been d- dipping my toes into yeah. this world, and I mean, it takes skill, yeah. but it also takes knowledge for sure. So, with you, uh, was there any educational background yeah. that you dipped into to, um, I mean, get to the level you're at right yeah. now? I was very fortunate to um, part of my original contract was you know there was a a college scholarship plan because I I was drafted out of high school so I missed out on going to college and getting a degree so they had 
a program where if I went back within two years of leaving affiliate ball, which would have been 2015, yeah, I got a stipend that was equivalent to where I signed at a signed to college out of high school, which for me was Arizona State. I was going to go there and play, but ended up going pro. So I took that, had no idea what I was going to go do. So I'm here with my wife, and I'm like, maybe I'll just sign up at UWM or we'll just figure out something and just get a business degree and call it. Mm-hmm. And one day I was sitting on the couch, and I got a, a sponsored ad from the L.A. Film School. Okay. And I'm looking at that, and I was kind of afraid that. Like I asked my wife, like, what do you think if I go to – film school and she looked at me like you need to do it yeah. and I was like it gave me confidence I was like okay so I called my agent asked him about it see if it was like a, a thing that was on like the list because there's a list of certain schools and it was and I went to the LA film school and went year round for three years and graduated uh cum laude mm-hmm. okay and, yeah man, okay, got dude. a bachelor's in digital filmmaking it was an online um, program so I was able to do it and continue to work yeah and um and just invest in myself and that's when I think the confidence as a entrepreneur and filmmaker started to be created because before that I was just like trying shit you know yeah you know I was kind of in that phase but well man with that extensive type of education getting a feel for what you ultimately are been doing the rest since yeah. you know um when was Media Bolt Productions founded yeah and what inspired that. Yeah, so Media Bolt Productions was founded in the fall of 2020. So during the pandemic. Oof, yeah. yeah. Oof. Perfect time to start a company. Right? <laughs> yeah. And um but it was, you know, it was a I look back on it and I had a very lucky break, you know, um in March of 2020 I was hired by a company called um the Urban Misfit Ventures. Yeah. It was some of my collaborators that I had known and they yep. finally were like, Hey, I'm going to reach out and we'll, we'll hire you. I think it was February of 2020 and started with them, worked about a month and a half. And we all know what happened. Pandemic hit and my wife was pregnant and they were just like, we're going to do our best to yeah, keep you on. But I didn't know that they were planning to shut it down. Mm-hmm. So fast forward a couple months, summertime, you know, we had our baby and they just said, look, we got two months of pay for you. And then after that, you 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 on your own. Yeah, so we can help you out. We've got some contacts, some things we can do. Um, mm-hmm. And then they came back to me and said, hey, look, you can have some of these clients if you want to continue to do something like this. Yes. Um, one of the other co-founders was more of a video guy, too. You, you know, you guys can do whatever you'd like to do with that. For sure. And I made the call. Eric Didier, my co-owner, yeah. was a co-founder of that company. And we sat and talked, and um, we decided to – join forces and do our own thing and we were you know allocated a couple of those clients mm-hmm. he had the relationship already so we just kind of rolled in they were, were willing to continue and so i had a good start there um to kind of get us off the ground mm-hmm. uh, and yeah and september 2020 man there we go well it's it's been uh blossoming and it's been uh shooting up bro um <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a major fan. I've let you know this on several occasions. Um, you know, with, with this, um, you know, it, it's obviously showed you another side of you. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure when you were in the early days of baseball, you weren't thinking video was ever going to be Never. be something. Never, you know, no. but um, what what have you found that you love most about video, about filming? Yeah. Um, being able to create out of thin air. Okay. 
Yeah, gotcha. something that was not there before, and I can, you know, build a story and engage people out of something that like there was nothing there. So it's similar mm -hmm. to molding clay or painting, and you know, I, I always loved art class and things like that. So just making mm -hmm. stuff, you know, and filmmaking to me is one of the most the, the ultimate um, mediums for creation, you know. Yeah, and it just you know we talked a little bit before off camera just about music and getting into that but mm -hmm. that was i was able to tie that in which is something i stuck my toes into i was able to tie in just a lot of the artsy kind of things and it just felt felt right you know and i think filmmaking was it was a uh, it made sense and one of the first times that i felt that same passion i did for baseball and i guess never gonna leave me you know what i mean mm -hmm. man well you know with this you you start to form your own your own way of shooting film right. how do you approach uh storytelling approaching storytelling so for me it's a lot of it is finding a story that the character or the characters have a goal mm -hmm. and a, a motivation and if i can find that within a story then i can kind of build something around that yeah um so we try to look for when we are doing any project mm -hmm. what's the motivation the why why is this important you know yeah and once you you know narrow in on that you can build the story around that and then you just figure out where you know what's your call to action if we're doing a corporate thing or for a film or a documentary what's the um the reason why yes. you know find that and then now you've got you know a reason to get started and you got an ending and a place to go and you can mm -hmm. start to build that around it and um for me every single decision i make whether it's shutter speed or framing or color grade or just on set just the type of lighting we're using it's all informed by the story and what mood i'm trying to convey there you go and that's the uh the language of filmmaking you know yeah. and and that's something i really have explored a lot more lately and you know it's filmmaking is interesting as you you know you know a certain thing you learn a little bit more you get your fundamentals and start growing your fundamentals but mm -hmm. it's just like a lot's going on, so it's kind of quick at first. Yeah. When you settle in, you can start, like, making decisions that are calculated about story, and that's where you find your sweet spot and start to grow as a filmmaker and find your voice as a filmmaker. Because sometimes at first you're just trying to copy and, mm -hmm. and learn, right? Yeah, Which I for did sure. for years, copying my favorite creators. Yeah, man. Well, I, I've seen your work, you know. Uh, and, man, there's something that you just got this touch that motivates me, Thanks, puts man. a type of drive that I'm like, I want to get to this. Like I want with, I mean, I, right now it's a podcast, but believe me, there's many, many yeah, ideas man. to go further and, and you can do it. And, and, and I know it's possible, yeah. you know, but it, it's, it's watching someone like you and seeing what you're doing, you, you and how creative you are. So, you know, with media bolt and, uh, you know, the, the growth and the traction you've, you've, you've been coming on to um you've dabbled into what your touch is I, I mean watching you is motivating inspiring um what type of projects have been um created under the media bolt name yeah so we talked a little bit about our documentary series shocking stories you know that's something that yeah. we do in-house we we fund the whole thing we are you know using it as a platform for us number one to like learn try something new and grow and then also show like our max capabilities and what we can do so that we can you know yeah. have clients be able to see or attract new 
you know, yeah. new customers. Oh, definitely. Um, then secondly, we started a podcast in the last, like about two or three months ago, uh, just the Media Bolt podcast where we talk all things content creation. Yep. So whether you're like creating on a phone and you're on social media or you're using big budget cameras, like where you're trying to like target people that are creative. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of guests on that are DPs, directors, you know, people that are lighting. And uh, we plan to continue to flesh that out and grow that. And it's a great networking tool, meeting new people here in Milwaukee that do what we do. And then um, secondly, it's just we kind of talked about before. It's I, any way that I can give back knowledge. And I feel like I'm in a place now, filmmaking-wise, to have that conversation. Um, kind of how I started with baseball and trying to teach baseball now. I feel like there's an opportunity there to kind of grow and help somebody else that might be the next creative that's going to you know change the yeah. landscape. And Well, man, I will tell you uh, – First and foremost, I I am a fan of the Shocking Story series. I I've sat on the phone with you for about an hour, and I literally, man, that and you motivated me. I to get my butt back out there and do another one. Hey, man, I appreciate that for yeah. real. Like so we we started honestly. a production yeah. two weeks after we talked. Nah, man, and I literally sat there and I'm like, damn, he's right. I'm happy. Dude. I got to get back on it. <laughs> man, because, like, I wanted – I want when we talked that day, I wanted you to understand, like, you know, this is outsider looking in. Yeah. And when I seen the story you did on Drace, that to me was just like – like, I'm – just how creative it was. The look. The it, – it, it, it's like a go-getter entering this realm – yeah. That is so competitive, but yet here he is defying the odds and what everyone right. else says and him believing in himself. And the way you caught that story, to me, that was like, it get, dude, I'm getting goosebumps right now, but like with those stories and then to, uh, you know, doing the commercial yeah. that we're working on right now, stopping by your house and yeah. getting a glimpse of the new project you're on, yeah. not too much because... No, you can't show me everything. Yeah, uh, but you but you know, seeing that that shocking stories, and believe me, I've been following the podcast. Um, but I, I just want to say, man, dude, I salute you. I salute Appreciate your creativity. It. I salute the drive that you have, and and what you know what I mean. What you guys are creating, because yeah. honestly, for someone like me, a content creator, who's you know what I mean, I'm trying my hardest, but it's it, I need people like you to. To inspire and, yeah. and just, I tell you right yeah. now, I see you too, man. I, You're I killing it. That. You're killing. It's funny. Once I kind of got in, because I'm, you know, we're good friends with, yeah. with Drace, both of us, and yeah. I saw him and his wife on the podcast, and I was like, "Who is this? Let me check this out." Yeah. And you done spam my page for weeks, so you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. And, man. and I love how you've tapped the algorithm to make sure that you know it's being consistent, it's getting out mm -hmm. there, you know, it's growing exponentially, and and really like. I mean, strategic-wise, and the guests you've got, man, you're killing yeah. it, dude. I appreciate that, yeah. man. And yeah, I just want to continue. Oh, no, no, yeah, say, for yeah, sure, with man. With our podcast and what we're doing, I'm like, I see what you're doing, and it's like, mm -hmm. it is inspiring and because it's a new realm for us on podcasting. Oh, for sure. You know, we're learning that as we go. So seeing someone like you, it's like, man, okay, it motivates us to, like, let's get more content, build more, and grow because oh, this is sure. it's the blueprint, you know, and you're it's killing just, it. You know very well. It's just believing in yourself, and Thanks. you can do it. You you know, like we both know this. You yeah. know, um, so walk me through a normal day in Media Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, wake up, change some diapers, uh, 
get a coffee brewing and walk down the stairs and go in the studio, man. <laughs> hey, uh, may I say you have a great setup. Thank you, thank uh, you. One day I'll get there, man. Uh, but yeah, it's an awesome setup. Yeah, so honestly, being a filmmaker and a business owner, there's yep. a lot of different hats. So, you know, some days are more, you know, business focused, emails, budget, figuring out, you know, mm -hmm. where the money's at, all that kind of stuff. Then other days I'm highly creative. And then other days are kind of forced where we got deadlines we just got to hit. So yeah. it, it's never, no one day's alike, which is what I enjoy. The monotony mm -hmm. kind of thing would kill my soul. So like having a job and just something that where every day's so different, like today for me is very very different, you know, than yeah. even yesterday was. So it's, I really do enjoy that. It gives me, you know, I don't have to wake up and my day's planned out for me. I don't like that. You yeah, know, yeah. I like being able to. It's always spontaneous. It's just new. It's, it's spontaneous, but yeah. there is focus and certain yeah. things that I have to, you know, kind of narrow focus in on and narrow mm -hmm. in on, but I'm not always like, okay, it's yeah. the same schedule every day. It's the same work every day. I'm not just sitting there editing five days in a row. There are days where I have to put some extra time in on editing, you know what I mean? But For sure. Or there's days where I just get to be creative and start concepting and figure out what the next thing is. And, yeah. you know, that's always fun. That's awesome. So you're a branch of, uh, you know, Media Bolt. Uh, who is Team Media Bolt? Team Media Bolt. So it's it's me and uh, my co-owner, Eric Didier. Okay. And, um, yeah, man, we're just, a, you know, a, a great team. We've been able to work together, and we have very different skill sets. Yeah. Um, he's just, like, super tech, MacGyver-type guy, figures mm -hmm. out problems, especially when it comes to the tech world and just, like, making sure some of that infrastructure is there. Yeah. And for me, I'm a much more, like, in my head, creative, trying to get ideas down. And a lot of times he helps me find good ways to take my ideas out of my head and get them on paper Yeah. And get structured. And I think we've done a good job of like, you know, being the yin and the yang and making sure we have everything kind of covered. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's the two of us. And then a lot of times we're hiring um, other creatives to come in, whether we need like extra camera, mm -hmm. someone on set to help out, BTS, Smart. that kind of thing. So we contract out some of that stuff. Um, just depends on size of the project, you know, mm -hmm. and what, what it kind of calls for, how we kind of structure each project. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this this journey... It has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. um, who have been positive influences, uh, mentors to you in this journey? That's an interesting one. Man, I know so early on for me, a lot of my inspiration and just influence were people on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Because I think moving to Milwaukee, I didn't know anything about the scene. Um, so I was kind of learning on social media doing that along with going to school. So there were a lot of filmmakers. I can think of a couple that stand out. Mark Bone, he's a documentary filmmaker on YouTube that's just incredible, teaches high level of stuff. Uh, Casey Neistat was a vlogger, huge yeah. vlogger on YouTube that I like learned a lot about storytelling from and how to take something very simple and make a great story around it and For engage sure. people. And I think they were really early on collaborators mm -hmm. and – and there are other people in the city now, like uh, I'd say like Cody LaPlante and a guy we have, we're got coming out on our podcast, Spencer Ortega, that are just like so freaking next level with the filmmaking thing that I've always watched and said, man, I want to get to that. And it's been great because lately I've been able to kind of, yeah, you know, rub elbows with Spencer and learn some things from him and be around him or some. And, and 
those type people show that it's possible here in, in mm -hmm. Milwaukee. You know, they're doing big things, you know, going yeah. to L.A., shooting huge projects with huge, you know, artists. And it's uh, really cool to see. So it's one of those things where you're like, yo, it's possible, you know. Sure. And I got to meet Philly Flyboy, right? And He's awesome. Man, that dude is legit at what he does. <laughs> yeah. I got to be on set and watch him work. And, I mean, that's yeah. that was somebody that, like, when I first saw them, and found out, oh, he's from Milwaukee. Like mm -hmm. I've watched tons of his videos because yeah. of you know I'm a huge Ti fan and yep. Young Thug and all those guys. Like man, his episode is like one of the most talked about episodes, and that was like in the very beginning yeah. of when I started this. Um, I you know I got the utmost love for Philly. Uh, straightforward guy. I love how blunt he is, but I also love yeah. how caring he is because he is a caring person. Yeah. You know, I could pick up the phone right now and call him, ask for advice, whether it's about a computer I'm about to buy mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean, asking about what type of angles would you, yeah. like, shoot. But, like, for the most part, he's been a he's been a great mentor. He's someone I definitely look up to in the realm that you're doing right now. Um, you know, what What if, but, you know what I mean, you, we have these big people that come out of Milwaukee like Philly, but you're, to me, you're on that, you're on that path. So what achievements stand out for you in this in this journey of uh, production? Yeah, so for me, I'm always searching for the story that is going to touch the most people and give inspiration or help, you know? Yep. And um, one that stands out for me is, you know, we, we've got to work with a, um, a foundation called Project Bubaloo, mm -hmm. and it's um, a foundation for congenitive heart disease within children. And okay. um, Callie, the the owner of the of the group, she lost a child and started this group, started this thing, and it's just honestly amazing. Uh, we've got to work with them a couple times in this past year. We uh, shot a video that was essentially, you know, where's your money that you're donating going, and the the research that's being used, and it's directly funding research to help give these kids, you know, a yeah. chance. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. Man, the the feeling of we got to go to the banquet. Yeah. The video was played. There were hundreds of people there and there wasn't a dry eye in the room. And being able to see that, I understood what my purpose is and why, you know, really why I wake up every day and do what I do. Yeah. For and sure. it was just one of those things that just reminded me, you know, me and Erica looked at each other after and was like, This is what we why we do this. Yeah. You know, it's not about that's the most raw type of Yeah. And man. and the other thing is like we didn't make a dime off the project. Mm -hmm. We want to do that. And after the and it had nothing to do with what we did, but they they um brought in ninety K worth of, you know, mm -hmm. people donating from that event. And it's like, damn, this is the type of things I want to align myself with in the city because it's yeah. it's important and there are people being affected by a lot of different things. And, you know, Cali's just a an amazing person that can that is making change and I'm just so thankful to be a part of things like that and always looking for other things yeah like that to like we can di dive into and help well bless you brother cuz you know what I mean that's 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 what life is about man you know you learn you you you, you hone in on what you, you're great at and you give back yeah I, I've always been someone that I'll take off the shirt off my back to give it to somebody in need I was in New York before Took off my shoes and gave it to a homeless, a homeless guy. Yeah. Just because I was like, you know what I mean? I, I could, moved, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man, it, it's 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 those type of things. But doing something like you do, I I I believe it. No dry eye in the in the room. It's 
it's those moments where you can honestly be like how you said. Yeah. This is what we do it for. And yeah. feel reward within saying that, mm -hmm. you know. Um so you you you've done um great inspirational things like this. You're dipping your toes into the into the nature of podcasting now. Yeah. And I've been following. Um you're in. Not diving in. You're in. Yeah, we're in there now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're invested in for sure. Um, but, you know, what has that been like for you? And what what inspired this, yeah. this, this route to we're in production? You know what? Let's step it up. Let's go do let's go yeah. do a podcast. I think for us, a couple things, networking was like high on the priority list. And, mm -hmm. you know, post-pandemic, like, I just don't get out of the house as much anymore. I don't go to networking events as much anymore. I'm either working or being daddy, you know, and yeah. this was a way to make work networking. Um, so bringing people on and, and learning because and, I'm genuinely interested when people come on and want to mm -hmm. know things about them and, and their journeys. But a lot of times we're really focusing on like the craft of filmmaking or content creation and that kind of thing because it's interesting to me, you know, and, and to Eric. And I think that was a big part of it. We never – like we didn't start this for it to be a um a money maker, yeah. Like at all, like it's just something that I think we're genuinely interested in. We've uh, produced a few pro podcasts for other companies and done the production, and it was something we're like, well, we we've got the knowledge. We are blessed enough to be able to use a studio, um, yeah. Storymark Studios. They allow us to come in and we do some work with them, and um, and it was just it made sense to you know give it a try, check it out, see what it's like, um. Yeah kind of create our own thing and and our own kind of niche within that yeah what are the type of topics you discuss on this platform yeah so we had uh recently we, we've got a episode coming out it's about cinematography with a with a dp yes. um, we talk a lot about lighting and and just choosing shots and different gear and things like that we've uh talked about storytelling why it's the ultimate medium filmmaking um you know, we did a episode, or we've got an episode coming on about AI. And, there we go. You know, because it's kind of changing our workflow. It's not taking it over, is. hopefully, but it's definitely affecting our workflow and making things better mm -hmm. uh, and more efficient for us. So it's really about the things that I think that are affecting us on a daily basis as creators. Um, yeah. You know, we want to find more people that are, you know, maybe in the TikTok world or just mass producing content because, you know, there's just different different avenues out there so yeah it's just it's kind of hitting that whole that whole spectrum yeah why do you feel this platform is is most beneficial to your your consumers mm. it's just another way to get out there you know um for us we've worked you know kind of behind the scenes so much you know we're either working on set or sitting in there editing so this is another way to get our face out there get our stories out there let people connect with us as well yeah I think it shows a little bit about our expertise along with who we are as For people. Sure. And I think branding yourself is really important. And a lot of companies and clients will gravitate towards people they may feel more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I think putting yourself out there, you know, a lot of creatives are very introverted, right? And I think if we can put ourselves out there a little bit more, it, it gives us an edge in the marketplace too because we're not, you know, people can see who we are. Yeah. You know I mean, and part of that comes with when I – you know, if we got two people that have the same skill set, who do I want to spend eight hours on set with? You know what I mean? And that's a really important thing. And just how you deal and conduct business is really important. So I think it helps with that. But 
it's just honestly been another a, a new avenue and something fun that's been challenging to jump into. That's awesome. How do you feel? First, how do you feel about Milwaukee, and how do you feel about um, how it's attributed to the success of your production company of you know the podcast platform? Yeah. How is it attributed to that? Man, Milwaukee's been awesome. You know, they they a lot of people call it small walkie, but like I got, I got in, I got to meet some people early on that were, you know, create, you know, creatives, mm-hmm. content creators and that type world. But there's just a lot of there's number one a lot of business here. Yeah. There's a lot of things that can you can do. Um the networks are small. There's a lot of people that you know, you know that person that you have common common sure. friends. And that really helps with networking and working with with other folks. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did notice upon coming here, though, is the the, the competition over collaboration thing. I noticed a little mm-hmm. bit early on. Yeah, and that's something I don't really, I don't really like. Yeah, and I I'm not used to that. So I've tried to be more the other side and collaborate. Like it's a damper. Yeah, like you got a yeah. podcast, I yeah. got a podcast. Let's let's link up. It's not like oh for sure. No, I'm not going. I'm not you know doing this because. Mm-hmm. To me, there's just so much out there for everyone. It's unlimited supply of opportunity, yep. and it's a growth mindset. So I want to be in the room with the people that mm-hmm. yeah. you know that I look up to, or that even that I can help. You know, so like I feel the same way. You know what I mean? I I think networking is the biggest thing. Every interview yeah. I do, I get to network with everyone I interview, and it's turned into something that I, you know, not only mm-hmm. the friendships, but hearing people's stories, yeah. hearing your story, um, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. It's and fun it's, as hell, man. And it's fun as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't deny, you know what I mean? Time flies when when you're, you get in a deep conversation yeah. like this. But for the most part, it's like I do hate that that stigma of the competition. Yeah. It's not about that. You'll yeah. I've learned that through collaboration is the only reason why mm-hmm. this platform has grown in the way it has. Yeah. Yeah, so I come from a world where competition is all that matters, dog-eat-dog dog world, sports, athletics, and I really had to change my mindset when I got here to say, you know, like, it, we got to collaborate. It's yeah. not about who's the best. Yeah. Especially in the world we're in, you can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. If no, you're a can't. solo shooter, like, and that's all you think that you can do, mm-hmm. and that's the way that you move, there's only so much ceiling on some of the stuff you can do. But when you start to collaborate and share and bring others involved and share resources, yeah. Man, there's like that's when we're gonna really tap into the potential that this city has to offer because the creatives are there. Yeah. There are people that are unbelievable, and the ones that have tapped into that collaboration aspect are taking off and have done you know great sure. things. And I think other cities they already understand that, right? So yeah. it's I, it's a younger thing too. I think a lot of the younger generation gets that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Some of the old heads we have to be like kind of I'm very fortunate coming across someone like you because I do think you do get it and and you know uh doing collaboration I got to be selective, you know. I I do hold to a standard. Hmm. And you know you exceed that. Like you're you know what I mean? The one thing I love about you is you care about quality and you can see it all through your work. And that's something that truly that is something I, I'll go to the end of the world for when it comes. That. You put your name on the dotted line. That's your name. Yeah. So you should be taking some type of pride in yeah. <clears throat> the quality that comes with it. Um, Thank you, man. What do you aim to do with uh, Media Bolt and the traction you've mm-hmm. uh, you've created? Yeah, I think for me, man, it's 
I'm here. I'm going to be a Milwaukeean for life. You know, my family's here. My wife's from here. I ain't going nowhere, right? So I think if I can just do something that leaves this place with more opportunity for the next generation when it comes to filmmaking, mm -hmm. I've done my job. So my aim really at this point is to continue to grow the business so that we can give opportunity to others, you know? Yeah. And at this point, I've been, you know, blessed enough to provide a lifestyle for my family, and hopefully we can get to a point where we can share that with others, teach them. And honestly, for me, I want to be able to teach and let people go on and do their own thing and grow too. Like, mm -hmm. I've always stressed that, like, there's so much out there and just empowering others to not be afraid to take the leap and just go for it, you know? Yeah. Because um, we're in a weird niche where, like, a lot of people do it on the side, you know? So, um giving that opportunity to help have somebody be able to do it full time. And that would mean the world. And I think we're on that trajectory and, you know, and just creating new avenues to teach, bring other people in to teach, yeah. um, you know, whether it's like, you know, in a, a group setting, those type things, I think something I want to do down the line and, you know, and then have the opportunity and the freedom to go create the next film, the next project, you know, and yeah. be able to kind of like dive in on the story that really matters. And as long as I'm always like doing pushing forward a project that I feel passionate about, I'll always be like, you know, feel like I've succeeded and got to the place that I want to be at, you know? And yeah. that's kind of what the goal with everything is like finding something that makes you wake up and be excited every day. And then you're truly winning. Like, yeah. And with baseball, I always was like so worried about getting to the next level, being moved up, getting called up to the major leagues, which mm -hmm. never happened for me. So I had this feeling of failure that sat on my, my heart a lot. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't get to where I aspired. Yeah, and it was always the next thing, the next thing. I could never relish in any victories, which I'm not saying you should, but I never like appreciated where mm -hmm. I got because I got to do some really special things. And I just told myself, filmmaking, we ain't doing that. That yeah. mindset's out the window from now. It's growth. It's winning mentality. It's just finding what I'm passionate about and knowing that that's good enough for me. Yeah. And if I'm always searching for that. I've always been a mentality where I can feel successful and be happy. Because, mm -hmm. like, when you're always searching, trying to get to that next level, and you don't quite make it, it's always that feeling of, mm. Yeah. And at some point, that that wears you down, you know. But mm -hmm. it's gratitude to attitude, man. Just finding out when, you know, what is – gratitude is the attitude. Yeah. Just finding that that – feeling of, you know, this is my purpose, this is why I'm doing this, and thank you, God, for giving me those opportunities, then things are like... Well, I just cool wanted to let you know, you know what I mean, you're a success. As far as baseball goes, you were still within these organizations, Toronto Blue Jays, the Braves. You still made it within those organizations. Most can't even say that. So I just want to put that out there. You are a success. You're, now you're a success with the the next chapter that you've you've you're in, you know. And here I am is a, a speaking outsider in. I'm a fan, so uh, you know. We're talking about growth. Where do you see Media Bolt in the next five? Next five. I think by then, you know, we're hopefully have a a situation where we're helping others. Man, that's really like I said is the goal and. Yeah. Five years from now, helping others and putting together projects where, you know, everyone's getting a chance to yeah. to eat, you know what I mean? And sure. whether that's a, a film, you know, a narrative film or a documentary or just, you know, different commercial projects and having a place where we can bring people in and have that that vibe. And that's really what I'm like always, you know, 
boarding and putting out there in the universe. Like that's kind of where we want to go because at the end of the day, it is about helping others. You know what I mean? I appreciate you coming on here, man. Um, appreciate you having me, bro. It's hearing your story and in just the journey of what you've you've went through and how you've you've made these leaps. Uh, if there's one thing that I've noticed throughout this whole story is the consistency of striving for something bigger. And, uh, you know, with that, you got a lot of aspiring um, youth that are into things like this. Yeah. What advice would you give? The advice that I would give the youth is find something that you're passionate about and give it all to it. Push yourself and learn as much as possible so that you can really find who you are within that thing. You know, um, I was fortunate enough to find filmmaking and dive into that and make that my thing. But, like, you got to be kind of obsessed and a little bit insane maybe. Yeah. Because you, like, every single night – and people think I'm lying when I say this, but every night, tonight I'm going to go home, get on YouTube, and find a video about a piece of gear that I need to learn and research. Or I'm going to find, you know, something about – um, framing, yeah. something just continue to grow my knowledge or just hone in on that and putting the reps in. And I learned that from baseball. You put the reps in mm-hmm. when it's game time, you move fluid. When you don't yep. put that time in, you're thinking, right? Yep. And you're not confident. So for me, knowledge is power and just put that, be obsessed and go after it and put those hours in because you will be successful if you put the hours in. Man. And most people quit before they. You know, before they put that work in yeah. and they say, oh, it just didn't work out, you know. But typically they quit right before breakthrough. So keep going. Well, amen to that. Um, again, I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, and I, I'm a fan, man, and I, I look forward to what the future holds. Of course, we have to make some type of collaboration yes, happen. Yes, sir. We're going to do it. But um, definitely – um, I appreciate you, and I, I, from me to you, please keep doing what you're doing. Um, you inspire me, you motivate me, and honestly, I salute your work. I love the quality, and just, yeah, thank you. And thank you, man. Thanks for creating a platform and a place for people to come up and share their stories, man. And what you're doing is awesome, and I really see you, and I just really am thankful that you even – Felt like I was on the playing field with some of these other cats because you've had. Oh yeah, you are. Man, you man. got some dope ass people on. So <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it's, that. It's been great getting to meet you, and I'm looking forward to you know continuing to to know you, my man. That's awesome. So, what are ways people can contact you? Yeah, so I mean, if if you're interested in you know working or doing something, you can hit me up at Justin at MediaBoltProductions dot com. Uh, email me there or just holler at us on social media. We're on um on everything. You know, Media Bolt Productions at Media Bolt Productions. Um, if you want to check out the podcast, we're at Media Bolt Productions Podcast. It's live on, you know, all the places you listen or watch. So. For sure. All right, man. Well, with that, uh, you, thank you again, and uh, spearhead out. <laughs>